finish with a concerto! Ryan, Ryan's finished. And now turns into, wait a minute, Jey Uso! Uso back in the ring! Uso plunging it edge! And now Jey Uso runs into a spear! But the right-hand man once again paying dividends to the head of the table. Now Jay taking the beating intended for Roman. And now Reigns with a spear to Edge. And with that, Edge's dreams may have been dashed. Ryan has not moved since the concerto. Edge laid out by a spear. And now Roman Reigns... With his own brutality in mind. Concerto to Edge. And Reigns drags Edge on top of Daniel Bryan. Covered by Reigns. Reigns pins both men to retain the title. Championship, yes, with assistance from the right-hand man, main event Jey Uso. But what a display of dominance and power. Roman continues to reign through fear and respect. Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I put it. I know I put it. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is... And all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all night long. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to WrestleMania Night Two on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. Don't forget to follow the show on YouTube, YouTube.com, and also. Wrestling TWT is on Instagram and Twitter. Go back to the archives. If you are listening to Night 2, go back to Night 1. Pause this. Go back to Night 1 because I review Night 1 of WrestleMania. I also pause this. Go back to my thoughts about NXT Stand and Deliver. Triple H and Shawn Michaels and the crew put together one hell 
of a two-night show for NXT. So if you missed that, go back in the archives and find that as well. Also, hear from Triple H and Shawn Michaels and more. Uh, part of this podcast feed, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, is I do this for you, the sports entertainment slash pro wrestling fan. So this podcast, we review just night two of WrestleMania 37 in Tampa, Florida. You just heard it right there, the Universal Championship on the line, the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship, you know. Uh, Roman Reigns retains the championship against Edge and Daniel Bryan. You know, WrestleMania is in the past was to be able to make sure that fans went home happy. I don't know if fans were happy about the main event. They may have been happy about the action, but maybe not happy about Roman Reigns retaining. Usually that's a night for change. It's a night everyone goes home happy. I'm not sure how people felt in Tampa about that. Night one was a feel-good for Bianca Belair defeating uh, the likes of the boss... But I kind of thought that this matchup was really good for Roman Reigns because even though I was not a big fan of the finish with Jey Uso interfering, it just told a story of how Jey Uso is just really uh, a real proponent and someone who is there to protect his guy, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman at ringside as well. And so Roman Reigns retains. So what does that mean for Edge? What does that mean for Daniel Bryan? We can keep our eyes on that. Because the story for Daniel Bryan is I'm not going to have that many chances at WrestleMania, so we'll see what happens. And then Edge, of course. Edge is there, and Edge comes back from those tumultuous, vicious matches against Randy Orton. And now he's trying to get the Universal Championship. Edge might have had a little bit of a turn of a heel, maybe. I just know that his temperament was different. It really didn't matter because Roman Reigns found a way to win. It's funny, these triple threat matches where the WWE says, you know, anything goes, you know, no disqualification. Well, that's opens the door for Jey Uso, doesn't it? For him to come in and interfere. But Roman Reigns pins both Edge and Daniel Bryan. That showed dominance at the end. So Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship. I thought it was a good match. I really did. I liked I wasn't necessarily crazy about the entire build for this. As I talked about in night one of the WrestleMania card. And it just kind of goes to show you. Here we are in 2021. Where you don't necessarily have to watch Raw and SmackDown. To be locked into the WWE major events. Their pay-per-views. Uh, their Peacock shows now. It's, um, it's not really the way I see wrestling. I always think... Man, if I'm going to get locked into Asuka and Rhea Ripley, tell me a story. How are these two, how are these two be able to put the match in the ring, the Raw Women's Championship? Or, hey man, tell me the story of Riddle and Sheamus. Why are they fighting? Why is there a United States Championship match between the two? Because Sheamus is pissed off that Riddle inter- interferes in Sheamus' promos? Uh. You know, I like a story leading into a major event. It's getting to the point in the WWE where if you want to watch Raw, it's optional. If you want to watch SmackDown, it's optional. Just be there for a fast lane. Just be there for great balls of fire. Just be there for WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, you know, whatever, right? Just be there for the main. Because it's, it's a great payoff more times than not for the WWE. 
No matter how silly or just how disconnected the storylines are, it just seems to come together. And this one here, I thought was a decent build, right? At least I understood the lane that Daniel Bryan's in right now. Man, I just need to get back to the top again. One day, Edge, we saw the whole thing with Randy Orton and now trying to be the Universal Champion. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, one of the best, if not the best characters in the WWE today. The WWE robbed us of this Roman Reigns early in his career. Now, I know you got to tell a story, right? You got to start someplace. Roman Reigns in Florida Championship Wrestling came in as a heel. It's a dude that was checking his watch and had a suit on and was arrogant. And it was really closer to his personality than the goody two-shoes Roman Reigns that the company tried to push down our throats. This Roman Reigns, the way he talks low and cool and just kind of like, hey, man, I'm bigger, I'm better than this and doesn't necessarily have to shout. Roman Reigns, and now he's got his cousin involved, the, like the guy does everything that Roman wants, and then Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is like the third most interesting character of this. This is not Paulie dangerously slamming his fist on the, you know, on the mat. This is not even the Paul Heyman when he was with Brock Lesnar. He is just a guy that's just on the side, right? He's just on the side, the master manipulator, but doesn't say a lot because Roman Reigns says everything that you need to know. I like it. I do like it. It's one of the coolest gimmicks going in the WWE. That guy should have been doing that five or six years ago. But listen, Florida Championship Wrestling and then coming to Raw and SmackDown and you know the big dog and all that and just you know being part of a faction, uh, you know that I can understand that you always have to go through something to get to a certain level. But Roman Reigns, man, top of the heap. That's the reason why that he main evented night two. And once again, a difference between Bobby Lashley as a company champion and Roman Reigns as a universal champion. Big difference between the two. But Roman, I like. Now what happens? I can't wait to see. Ripley trying to make her way out of it. Ripley doing her best to turn that shoulder. Try to posture up. And again, Rhea Ripley looking to power her way out of this like she did earlier on. Not sure she can. And swinging Asuka into the corner. Last desperate gas by Ripley breaks the hold. Well, this has been a back and forth matchup between Rhea Ripley and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. We expected it to be physical and it was. Headbutt. Ripley perhaps looking for a suplex here. The outside in. Oh. Power. Cover for the championship. Shoulders down. Asuka kicks out. The Emperor still in this matchup. But for how much longer, Byron? When we think of all the ups and downs, Joe, as we take a look at this suplex from Rhea Ripley, all the ups and downs that Asuka has experienced in her career, you know she is going to leave everything on the table in this match in order to retain the Raw Women's title. Waist lock applied. The elbow's not. Very little effect on here, Ripley, but this does! In the walking guitarmy, going for a shoulder lock. Asuka now wrestling Rhea down to the ring. Rhea is able to roll through momentarily, but back to the arm bar. And Ripley once again just using that power to pass. Shoulders down! And Asuka rolling back in, looking for the Asuka lock. 
Trying to sit it in. Rhea Ripley though able to oh, counter again. Oscar's got to realize how close she came to putting Rhea Ripley away. You have to wonder if the champ's getting frustrated. Oh, Rhea Ripley asking for more. Daring move by Ripley. Ripley ducked underneath. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Comes Joe. Punches of Riptide. Rhea Ripley wins the championship. Here's your winner. enough how much of a statement has been made by Rhea Ripley to burst onto the scene of Monday Night Raw to challenge Asuka to come to WrestleMania and to capture the Raw Women's title. Rhea Ripley wins the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Asuka, boy, she's had the championship for a while. And I just think that Rhea Ripley is just so freaking dope, man. I just, I love Rhea Ripley because you could just tell that she is a f star now, but a future superstar for this company. I remember watching Rhea Ripley at NXT UK and watching her on the UK brand. I said, boy, she's just different, man. I like, like a rock star, the short hair, you know, just the, her outfit. She just looked completely different than most women on this WWE roster. It doesn't matter which brand. And I just like her athleticism. I just like that she could be a babyface or a heel. We first saw her as a heel on the UK brand. And she just looks like looks different than everyone else. And that really stands out to me that she's being her own person. And I, I love it. I just I just think she's she's just so freaking dope. I just think that she really we haven't even seen the best of her just as of yet. Yes, she wins the Raw Women's Championship on her debut. And it's it's different, right? Rhea Ripley spent so much time in NXT, NXT UK. She comes up, first time, boom, she wins the Raw's Women's Championship. Now, that does nothing uh, for Asuka as far as you looking at her with a side eye because Asuka is one of the major superstars on the women's roster. So, yeah, she lost the championship, but she's still over. She's still way over. Um you know, it's just weird. Her her verbal skills, even though maybe all of us, many of us don't speak Japanese, it's just that she's made herself a well-rounded sports entertainer, can wrestle in the ring and also can entertain outside of it. That's a perfect formula for Vince. And so I'm just happy for Rhea Ripley. I mean, uh, NXT Women's Champion, uh, NXT uh, North, the NXT Championship on the UK brand, and now in this moment right now, people have th that have not seen Rhea Ripley. I know that if you're just a Raw and SmackDown person, you haven't really seen a lot of Rhea Ripley. Believe me, uh, she's next level. And Apollo with a kick, and Biggie just not. Able to get going. Oh, stairs! A Yuranagi suplex out of the steel steps! Look at this! And listen! The sickening thud of Apollo's flesh crashing against the steel ring stairs. Being driven by the Intercontinental Champion. Broken Army gonna have 
crack the ribs. Watch this. The Uranagi. Boom. Right out of the steps. This is what you want. You're going to get everything you asked for. There is fury in the eyes of the Intercontinental Champion, Big E. For you've known Big E for a long time. Never, ever have you seen him in this type of mood. Not once. And Big E was excited for this. Big E is excited to rid himself of the problem that has been Apollo Crews and do it in front of his hometown crowd. Table perfectly legal under the rules of this match. A little creativity from Big E. No countouts, no disqualifications. <laughs> Apollo still stinging. I can't believe Apollo's standing after the punishment he's just endured. And you're a Nagi to the steel steps. And Big E looking to inflict even more punishment, but Apollo! A kick drops the champion. Right along Big E's jawline, and again with the kendo stick, just battering the champion. A vicious assault by Apollo. Apollo now positioning the champion on the table. Cruz, not a superstar who's afraid of heights, very comfortable. In these high-risk situations. Oh, and a spark the table! Nobody home! Apollo crashed and burned! And now Big E looking to take advantage! Going for the Big E! Oh, Big E connection! What the hell? Boy, look at the size of that monster! Gotta be seven feet tall! Assaulty Big E! Who hit the Big E in an Apollo? And was gonna win this match! And a massive choke slam! You had to expect Cruz had something up his sleeve tonight, but not this big. And now dragging Apollo Cruz onto the fall. Not like this. And Apollo's gonna win the Intercontinental title. Hmm. Intercontinental Championship, but a Nigerian drum fight. Nigerian drum fight. Hmm. Well, Apollo Crews, after taking on Big E time and time again, finally broke through and is the new Intercontinental Champion. A couple things I want to talk about this. First of all, the big guy that was described in the matchup, that was Daba Kato. If you remember on Raw, they had this Raw Underground, and Daba Kato was like the biggest thing on that underground but yet Michael Cole and uh Corey Graves could not identify who that was could not identify who that guy was Dabo Cato don't know who that was I don't even know if he was part of that that stupid faction that they had not too long ago what was the name of them anyway um so even though we have seen this person on raw they didn't know who it was who's this big guy I hate that that is so WWE to make you seem like you're an idiot. Like if you're if you are a staunch supporter of WWE programming, that's got to piss you off. Like, oh, we're not supposed to know who that is. Well, you you put him on television time and time again. Now he doesn't have a name because he's got a some kind of Nigerian mock 
wore uniform on. I don't know what he what kind of jacket that was. But that's not the point. The point is, like, we know who that is. Stupid. Once again, the WWE taking you for granted. Not me taking you for granted, saying, oh, they won't remember what his name is. We just won't give him a name. Okay, so Apollo Crews wins the Intercontinental Championship. Think about where Apollo Crews was a year ago. Doing jobs, big guy, who looks good, could do every move, great smile, as a baby face. Turns heel, but not just turns heel. In the every sense of the Bruce Pritchard's, you know, writing. Hey, let's tell me a little about your background. I'm sure Apollo Crews talked to Bruce Pritchard. Tell me a little about your background. You're Nigerian. Okay, so we're going to make you a Nigerian. It's typical, like, late 80s, just cheese when it comes to putting uh, personalities together, putting uh, characters together. Apollo Crews apparently is Nigerian, or they made him Nigerian. In midstream, dude changed his voice, changed his cadence, and now he is a Nigerian. Get up! Get up! He becomes a Nigerian just like that. Okay. So now Apollo Crews wins. My thought on this is that Big E now should be in line for a uh, SmackDown Heavyweight Championship matchup, a Universal Championship matchup against Roman Reigns. I think there's good money in Big E versus Roman Reigns. There's a reason why Big E had the title taken off of him because he was proud of it. Big E says, I want to have a nice long run with this, and it was cut short. Now, unless there's going to be a long-time rivalry between Big E and Apollo Crews, I expect for Big E now to step up in class at some point in 2021 to take on Roman Reigns for the, for the Universal Championship. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn I thought was a, a really good match. It's a match I've seen, though, at ROH, which is you know, great. I mean, they were younger back then, but we talk about builds, right? Well, Sami Zayn is a conspiracy theorist, and Kevin Owens kind of got pulled into Sami Zayn's ire as Kevin Owens is doing broadcasting on the side, and he's just like, I don't understand what's going on with Sami. I've known him for 15, 20 years, and so the challenge was laid down, and I thought it was a very good match. Of course, it's going to be a good match between Owens and Sami Zayn. That does not surprise me. The The United States Championship would riddle against Sheamus. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see Sheamus, that little video clip of Sheamus. I saw the Sheamus documentary. It's like a mini documentary because Sheamus took on uh, Drew McIntyre, and afterwards Sheamus was tearful, just like, hey, he saw Cesaro and hugged Cesaro and said, I love you, bro. Like, Sheamus, I guess, is turning babyface. I, I don't know. Um, but Sheamus wins the United States Championship, and rightfully so. The riddle thing is just, it is mind-boggling to me what they're doing with Matt Riddle. You take away the the first name, so he's just Riddle. Does a promo, which completely is something scripted, where he's with Oscar in the back, and Riddle's like, yeah, I forgot my lines, and just walks off. That was not live TV. That's something that they wanted to do. I think even if Riddle did mess up, they kept it in because it just kind of they're trying to make Riddle out of this big goof, right? Going around on the scooter, making him look like a goof, and... I guess McMahon likes him because he's just a different kind of character. Well, he's a different kind of character now without the United States Championship because Sheamus is the workhorse in that company. For years, the Intercontinental Champion would be, quote-unquote, the workhorse, right? Ricky Steamboat, Honky Tonk Man, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Tito Santana. 
yeah, Mr. Perfect. Time and time again, whoever had the IC Championship, Randy Macho Man Savage, you throw him in there as well. Whoever had the Intercontinental Championship, that person would be the workhorse, right? Well, Sheamus without the championship has been the workhorse in this company. I just remember for years now, after his title reign as WWE champion, he would just work these like 15 to 20 minute matches. It's just like, wow, this guy, he just keeps ticking. And it was cool to see because it was so different. You could see that he was working. And he's not a high flyer. He's just a bruiser. And so it's well-deserved that he wins the United States Championship. I don't, I know, it's great for him because it rewards a guy that just works hard. I mean, a lot of times he's not even over, doesn't even get over in the matches. But I think that for Sheamus, because he works so well with Drew McIntyre and others, like you had to reward this guy because all he's doing is putting one foot in front of the other and he's just trying to work hard. And I don't know if he'll ever be world champion again or, or universal champion again, but I know one thing for sure. That guy works hard. He went from like Triple H's workout buddy to someone who I now respect. At the beginning, I'm like, oh, here we go. Just like, but, but you could tell that Seamus O'Shaughnessy has put the work in big time and deserves to be the United States champion because every time he gets in there, I have mad respect for him. Uh, so I like that. Here's something I don't like. The Fiend Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton. Since Orton set the Fiend on fire, Alexa Bliss has repeatedly made Orton's life miserable. All the while, Bliss has promised that the Fiend would be reborn. That finally happened in Fastlane when the Fiend returned to help Bliss beat Orton. The next night, the Fiend struck again, leading to the match being made as uh, official for night two. It was billed as a <gasps> singles match. After Orton sets Wyatt on fire, and now we get to night two and it's a singles match. Bullshit. It's just bad. Not even going to talk more anymore about it. Just bad. Just It just it is kind of the nonsense that you will get on one of these shows. And we talk about a build, right? I couldn't care less about that. I watch it because because you can't fast forward on Peacock. Otherwise, I would have fast forward right through it. <laughs> That's what I would have done. Women's Tag Team Championship match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler against Natalia and Tamina. I wish Natalia and Tamina would have got over. I was rooting hard for them because they deserve the opportunity. But Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler is the gimmick now. It's They're really great on Instagram, too, by the way. Nia Jackson is always dancing with Reginald. And then Shayna Baszler comes in with the interference. So it's kind of fun. That's the odd couple that works for the WWE, for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Really wish Natalia and, and uh, Tamina got over and for the whole WrestleMania to be theirs, but they cut their water off again, did Vince McMahon, the WWE. And um, clearly, night one was better than night two, even though the main event with Roman Reigns and Edge and Daniel Bryan really stole the show for night two. I li- I liked, did not love Asuka and Rhea Ripley. I'm just happy for Rhea Ripley. I like to see that match more often. I'm sure there'll be a return match at some point. Uh, and so it, it's funny. Night one felt like, man, this is for the fans. 
having Cesaro get over and seeing Bianca Belair get over. It's like it, it felt like it was really, really for the fans. Like it felt good, right? Feel good moment at the end. And then night two, even though I love the main event, just some of the, you know, Riddle and Sheamus worked hard. Big E and Apollo Crews had a good match. But just, you know, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton is just, you know, just gaga. And it just kind of fell flat. Then you got the women's tag team title match. You didn't get the feel good there. So I know people measure how many baby faces, how many heels won at WrestleMania. It, you, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell sometimes in wrestling what is a baby face and what is a heel uh, in the WWE. All I know is that I'm happy for the WWE that they were able to get the matches in the ring despite the weather crazy with the rain and the thunderstorms on night one. It cleared up. There was still weather issues on night two early, but they were able to get through that as well. So once again, the light shines on Vince McMahon and the WWE throughout all that, throughout a, through a pandemic for the first time in over a year, fans were able to see wrestling in abundance. Uh, with AEW is a little bit different at Daly's Place, at least in Tampa, there's over 25,000 fans there. Hopefully, everyone was safe and uh, they were cool there with their mask or at least distanced if as much as possible because, man, it's... It's great. And if nothing else, that showed us a glimmer of what wrestling could be in 2021. If we can only make sure that we all stay safe and we all don't get sick, I'll be glad to get right back into an arena to be able to watch WrestleMania or MLW or the NWA or or AEW or whatever wrestling that's out there. I can't wait to get back to an arena to watch professional wrestling. All right, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Coming up, I'll talk about the Hall of Fame class, classes actually, for the WWE. Have some thoughts about the um, Legends divisions um, for the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that on another podcast. And I got some other things, too, I got to talk to you about as well. I got a number of really interesting looks and some sound that you got to hear regarding the future of the WWE and pro wrestling in 2021. Just stay tuned and make sure you subscribe to the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast as well. That's on Spotify if you're a basketball fan. I love your support on that. But definitely for TWT, keep it here. I've got more to come right here. But that's our wrap-up of WrestleMania 2. Can't not wait for you to hear some of our future podcasts that really gives you a real glimpse of wrestling in 2021, maybe on the other side of this pandemic. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. <laughs>